0: what up pod squad welcome back for another edition of the victorious pod we are bringing you our first inner in playoff episode here so we're going to be talking a lot of the wild card craziness that just happened this past weekend we're going to look ahead to some divisional matchups and we're going to bring you our first ever of the season dynasty download slash first ever of the show so some exciting stuff to get into for two people that love dynasty but first off tyler welcome in are you excited for playoffs and offseason and goodness stuff
1: well, not anymore. The Vikings suck. So, well, no. Was, I'm, yeah. for, screw the playoffs. I don't even like <laughs> football. Have a good I don't even care day. who Goodbye. wins.
0: Everybody can tie.
1: That's right. Yeah, I just hope everybody has fun. Good game. Make sure everybody there's good sportsmanship. No talking shit. No, I love playoff football. I'm probably in more playoff brackets and number boards and shit and buy-ins than i was for even fantasy football so it's always it's always a lot of fun and i'm actually still in the still in the survivor league i picked the Bengals this last weekend so that yes. barely worked out for me but it worked out for me so i'm still alive and one person for whatever reason decided to take the vikings so they're oh, out Oh um so we're down to six of us so we're, we're, oh. we're still alive and, and doing that and top five get paid so i'm i'm getting more and more nervous but oh, hey we've got some good some good money on the line so i'm probably gonna choke and be a
0: bubble boy so only one out of the seven of you went down this weekend.
1: Yeah, and crazy enough, one because um, I, I sent it out um, yesterday or maybe today even, um, and and one of the guys picked the Giants. So somebody oh was going down, my. and I was like, "You sir have fucking cojones." <laughs> yeah, it was crazy.
0: And, he knew I mean, that we're
1: all, we're all here in Minnesota, like so we're all Minnesota people. But it's like, "Damn, you have cojones, sir."
0: he knew he could use every team again right he wasn't just like saving the giants for a year i all know
1: <laughs> right i'm like i mean i guess technically now you still i, I don't know i guess it was technically the best outcome cuz now you still have the bengals or the bills but i'm like i don't know there's only a few weeks until play or until super right. bowl like everyone still four has rounds. i guess some i guess a couple of people did pick the bills um but obviously i didn't but i'm like i guess now you you still have the bills you still have the chiefs you still have the the, the eagles i'm like we're only Really, two weeks from the Super Bowl. Like, I right. don't understand why you would go so risky.
0: But there's more, t- more teams than you have. to them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just like swinging his um, manhood around, showing off, and trying for... to intimidate everybody else. Apparently,
1: for sure. I can't wait for them to for the, him to pick the Jags this week.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, everyone, before we get into some key stuff, as always, Discord. Please check us out. Hop in there, get some interactions going on with us. Debates, challenges, predictions, all that. Um, YouTube, we'll try to get a little bit more of that going on in the offseason here and there when we have some random thoughts or bets or uh, not a whole lot of bets going on in the offseason, but you know, just just some little stuff. So go check us out there for some short videos. Um, we have 103 subscribers, so please subscribe and continue on. Get us our um lovely handle more in use. So we've got youtube.com slash at the victorious pod, which is where you can find us. Uh, audio for the primary one hour episodes uh, is coming out of Spotify and we, we record out of anchor. So you can do us voicemails there, Um, Instagram, Twitter, all of our links and stuff, as always, will be in the below. I appreciate you guys following us, whichever account or social media you hop into Um, going into the NFL side of things, talking a little bit more wild card, I guess, first kicking things off Tyler kind of echoed how my thoughts are feeling, but any Mm -hmm. overall arcing Feelings from the Vikings game. I know we lost 31 in a in a disappointment, but
1: yeah, I mean, it, it is hard. I mean, we didn't we didn't play a bad game by any means, but our defense was just just crumbled. It, it was it was bad throughout. It made Daniel Jones look like an MVP candidate. Couldn't couldn't capitalize. He had some interesting offensive schemes. Um, getting Jefferson whatever seven, eight, nine targets in the first half and one in the second half is not the ticket. Don't get me wrong. I get you're going to double and triple cover somebody like that. Um, but there, there's, there's schemes and ways to do that. Move them around, move from the outside inside slot, put him in the, put him in the backfield a la Debo Samuel, whatever, get him short routes, get him wide receiver screens. I feel like we could have the offensive coordinator could have done better at scheming it and just get the ball in his hands and, and let the man do his thing. Um, I know sometimes it feels like forcing it to him, but we've seen him do incredibly well when the ball has been forced to him all game.
0: Yep, agreed. I know a lot of people were bashing just like, well, you just got to throw Jefferson the ball more. I I think it's deeper than that. I don't think it's a matter of just like- agreed why don't we look at him and throw I'm it to him every play there. yeah and so like i don't i know i've i've always been on probably more the 60 40 side of like defending kirk than blaming him but i don't put that on him completely where it's like well why don't we just throw the ball to him more i put that a lot on our like inexperience of, of coaching unfortunately which yeah, has looked great on offense throughout the season but like you need to scheme better yes i'm sure there. if we went Correct. back and watched every tape play that there's probably some that he was open on a route but i like Every play I was watching, he was either double teamed or he was single teamed with a safety help over the top. So it's like, they're Uh, taking guys away, but that means you need to capitalize. We did a good job getting Hawkinson the ball, but like Osborne has to do more. He had a couple key drops. Thielen has to be able to do more. He's not looking like himself anymore. Like other guys need to step up if you're leaving somebody single covered constantly. And I feel like we just needed to, like you and I talked about this off air, but like put Jefferson into the slot more, motion people around, do some crossers to like scheme him open rather than just expecting us to throw it. So it's it's a it's a second level farther than just throwing the ball, which is right. no less frustrating. Correct. What can you yeah.
1: do on to next year?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an exciting season. It was a very like mirror reversal of the previous season where we lost every single close game. So ironic that we go right. down in a single score game going 11 and 0 all season, the Giants beat us at our own game it also makes me sad playoff seeding which we can get into in a second here but like with the with the giants winning it now means that they play um the the eagles next round and if mm-hmm. we had if we had won instead regardless of us playing the 49ers i would have been so much more excited to see the cowboys and eagles in this divisional round matchup so I don't think anybody's yeah. re- really picking the Giants to upset the Eagles after this, and it makes me sad because I think if the Eagles make it through here, they have a good chance at whoever comes out of the other game, whereas I feel like the Cowboys could have knocked them off in the divisional round. and it makes me not happy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I've always thought that was super interesting. Like I don't know other brackets that, that I think of, and I'm probably wrong, and maybe a different professional sport does reseeding like this after, after the round and the lowest remaining seed. I get it from a, you've earned this perspective. So Philly's loving it. Absolutely Philly's loving it. And, and you know that. And so, but uh, like that benefit of, hey, you just get whoever the lowest remaining is after you already get a buy. I just thought it was interesting. I mean, March Madness doesn't do that. Like all all the all the ways to do it. It just, it seems like an interesting way to do it. I guess I get it. Fair mm-hmm. enough. You just, you, you earned the number one seed. So you get the quasi easiest path to, the super bowl but yeah i mean i think everybody would have much rather clamored for a philly and dallas meeting versus a philly and giants meeting even if it is in a division
0: Yeah. The, the only thing I will say that I do like about it is that I don't get, I I like that it doesn't give the buy team an even bigger advantage where they basically get two weeks to scheme for one team this way. It's like, they basically have to go into Sunday being like, I don't know who we're going to play. It could be any of four different teams. So we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I like that part, but yeah, at the same time, it's, it's tough where it's, you know, it's, the, the Eagles could essentially make the Super Bowl at this point playing the by the five seed and the six seed, which is like, yeah, everything <laughs> is right. dangerous at this point. Like, obviously, the Giants could upset them. Obviously, if the Cowboys come out and win this round, they could easily be a threat. But it's just like looking on paper, you're like, oh, man, you would hope that there'd be more, you know, tests for, quote unquote, the top team all year. So I don't know. That's. Touche. Um, as far as the other <laughs> games, we won't get into every single one because there's a lot of them and people don't want to hear us break down each one. I did little mini mm-hmm. videos previewing some of them. So if you guys want to go check those out on YouTube, feel free. Um, but as far as all of the other matchups overall, if you had to pick one team that like, I guess, improved their, I don't want to say draft stock, improve their, their Super mm-hmm. Bowl chance stock the most from how we were viewing them before the games versus after, would you have like a, a top riser and a top faller?
1: Um, I, I for sure have to say the Cowboys did just the way in which they did it in such dominant fashion. Don't get me wrong. Tampa Bay and them are obviously a shell of what they were in older Tom Brady and blah, blah, blah. But I think we actually talked about this last week. We said the difference in the game and why we were essentially both picking Dallas was the speed of their defense and don't get me wrong that was amazing he had what five touchdowns mm-hmm. um so their offenses they have ridiculous weapons they have an incredible backfield between zeke and pollard cd lamb's a monster michael gallup can make his place uh dalton Sch- schultz one of the top tier tight ends here in the nfl now which Thanks. i don't think anybody really thought coming into the season probably thought he was maybe fifth sixth seventh and he's probably top three right now honestly um but I think just their defense has been so dominant. I think this Dallas and San Fran game is going to be really, really good. Um, I was surprised Dallas is getting like four and a half points when it first opened. Ooh. Again, going to San Fran is hard, but with, with that good a defense, but I think they have to be the biggest riser for me since he didn't look great against Baltimore. Buffalo didn't look great against Miami the whole game. Philly had to buy Casey had to buy Jacksonville had to come all the way back. I don't think either one of them are taking out the one seeds. So Dallas, I think, with that defense and consistency that they're doing, if that offense and that defense continue to click, I can definitely see them beating Sam Ferran and I can definitely see them beating Philly and at least making it to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I think Dallas is gonna be my number one too, just because some games that were like coin flips and they both basically eked out wins like the giants winning and the, the mm-hmm. Jaguars winning, maybe it, they wouldn't have been the favorites coming in, but people hundred percent saw it as a possible path. Whereas like, I think it was probably close to split, but more people were leaning Dallas's way, but I don't think a lot of people expected it to be a, a blowout essentially like it was. Agreed. So um, Agreed. They're, they're definitely my pick too. I would say the only other one really that stood out to me is San Fran, which like we all expected them mm-hmm. to win but I think in such a statement game, I even talked about it beforehand where I said San Fran should easily win this. I think it, they were favored by nine. I said, they're going to win by 10 plus two plus scores like easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they went and basically doubled their, the poor Seahawks score. But oh, I think the fact crazy. that they, they made the statement, they basically, in my opinion, they did what everybody expected Buffalo to do. Like another two seed yes. facing a seven and Buffalo was supposed to come out and just be like, like you're facing a third string quarterback. And it was supposed to just be a statement of like, get out of our way. We're doing this. And Buffalo to me, that's why they're my biggest faller. I think I, I don't think Josh Allen really showed a ton. He was throwing a lot, but like two picks, he's had turnover struggles kind of yes. all season. So that scares me. Um, whereas San Fran, yes. like I think before the game in my preview video thing, I talked about I think San Fran's gonna easily win this game, but it's gonna be on the backs of their defense and some playmakers. I think Purdy's gonna struggle in his first career postseason game. And the dude lit it up. So like they don't if Purdy can look as good as he did with what i don't think he had four touchdowns with the rushing one like mm-hmm. i don't i don't know that they have a weakness so maybe not like Agreed. raising your stock because we all expected San Fran to be what they are but the fact that they just made the statement and did what they sp- were supposed to do like i don't know they're scary I'm, I'm now that the vikings are out and with the bucks losing too i think by far the, the 49ers are my favorite to be watching so we'll see yeah
1: no question yeah, I'm 100% with you. And I totally see the Buffalo and uh, the Bills as, as followers as well. And, and a great point. Josh Allen continues to have silly turnovers. i yeah, watching that entire bad. game. He just continues to to have those bad, bad turnovers that you're, you, you you just see it. And you're like, you, you can't make that throw. You can't right. you can't make that throw. And San Francisco, to, exactly to your point, plays to Purdy's strengths. They say, hey, guess what? Protect the ball throw it four yards here, throw it seven yards here, throw it 10 yards here. Let your playmakers do your thing. He he, he sometimes gets those padded stats, for lack of a better word. He threw that pass four yards to <laughs> Ebo Samuel, who took it 74 yards to the house. And you're like, hey, look at that. Purdy threw a 74-yard touchdown. And you're like, well. But it's it's little things like that. It's, they don't ask him to do too much, and their defense plays incredibly well. The biggest thing in this Cowboys and, and Sam Fran game is it going to be exactly what happened last week. Dallas's defense is so incredibly fast does Purdy start to crumble or make those turnover mistakes when he doesn't have the time in the pocket and he can't get protected like he Mm. like he was in game one against Seattle no pass rush Dallas. that is not an option for you you are going (laughs) to get you are going to get pass runs Michael Parsons is absolutely ridiculous
0: yeah and better than pretty much any other quarterback down the stretcher since he took over as the starter, he doesn't turn the ball over, so yeah, that's like to exactly. your point is that a product of the system or is he like really taking care of the ball well? And this is kind of where it the rubber is going to hit the road because you're facing like the right. worst test when it comes to that. So, but that being said, I feel like Dak struggles under pressure too. And obviously, San defense is, is crazy He's good, gonna so this is going to be one. I think it'll be a lower scoring game that people expect because it's going to be defense a lot, but yeah, um. Yep. At this at this point with the reseeding and stuff, I'm not going to even bother asking you if you think the Chiefs will beat the Jaguars or the Giants will lose <laughs> to the Eagles. But with two pretty pretty split ones, I feel like two that we were kind of hoping to see as like potential conference championship matchups. Do you have a, a leaning one way or the other? We don't have to go a ton into it, but Bengals, sure. Bills, and Cowboys, 49ers. Are you leaning one way or the other now?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm probably going to lean Dallas. Um, I, I. I. I'm for sure going to bet them this week. I'm for sure going to take the points yeah. um, at that at, at anything over three. So even if it drops to, I think it opened at four and a half and instantly dropped to four. So that tells you that people instantly were like, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to pick them to win. I, I'll take that one. Cincy and Buffalo is a little harder for me. Um, Since he didn't look great either.
0: Yeah. They both disappoint.
1: It's, they they both really Cin- disappointed. Cincy
0: deserved to lose that game. I feel bad for one hundred. They had it
1: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Getting down seventeen seventeen on the goal line, fumble at the goal line. So as much as it I, I don't want to, I'm going to take Buffalo. Simply again, just kind of a, it almost feels like their quasi destiny run. Like they kind of weirdly escaped out of the first round, and now mm-hmm. they get this rematch with Cincy that everybody wants to see after. Um, everything that happened in the regular season. And remember, during that game, since he was already up, 7-3. So I think Buffalo is going to weirdly have that in the back of their mind and say, hey, guys, we're done fucking around. We got to go.
0: Yeah, I think that's – it'll kind of be like a wake-up call for them almost where it's like, okay, exactly. we can beat this again. And also, like with how bad Buffalo played last round, I I think at their height – they're good enough to take down the Chiefs. I, I know the Bengals beat the Chiefs last year, don't get me wrong, but I don't think the Bengals this year – will beat the Chiefs. So I'm almost pulling for Buffalo just so it's like a good matchup. Because I feel like if it's Cincy, yeah. Kansas City going into it, I'm going to know Mahomes and Andy Reid are going to pull it out. So yeah, at least this way is toss-up. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Cincinnati's biggest weakness was exactly the same this year as it was last year, being their offensive line. So what did they do? They retooled it. They brought a whole bunch of individuals in, spent a lot of money. Now everybody's hurt. So they have the exact same issue going through the playoffs this year as they did last year. They're like, yes, we protected him. We did great for Joe Burrow all year, but now everybody's hurt. And so I think that's going to be the big difference is I don't think they can protect Joe Burrow enough, whether against Buffalo or if they somehow win against Kansas City enough to get them back to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I think think probably in both of them, if I were betting, I'm going to take the the, the narrow point spread where like Buffalo is favored by five and a yes. half right now. I bet it ends up being closer than that. I think it's like a three or four point game. And like mm-hmm. you said, with Dallas and San Fran, I think, I think I personally straight up will pick San Francisco. Cause I still like their team sure. top and bottom more, but Cowboys being down by four. I, I, there's no, it's not a stretch to say they win outright And if not, I bet it comes down to a pretty close game. So they're, they're going to be tight knit. I think they're going to be battles all throughout whether one team wins by seven to 10. I think if that happens, it'll <laughs> right. take place in the fourth quarter, like putting them away, but it'll be a, a back and forth all game. So these will mm-hmm. be exciting. I, I picked Cowboys 49ers for my conference matchup. So this is disappointing that one of them has to get knocked out, but uh, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is. So um, we will bring you guys those next week. Speaking of the playoff bracket challenge, we had several entries into the little, uh, five dollar playoff bracket submissions that I tossed out so I'll try to recap just so we can kind of keep things running week to week of who's winning but uh, obviously the winners this past week being the 49ers Jaguars Bills Giants Bengals and Dallas Uh, I got four of those right I incorrectly picked the Vikings and uh, Chargers over Jaguars so up to four points here Um, notable thing for me I like I said I had Dallas versus Philly Dallas upsetting Philly in this round so I was trying to be spicy but now I think we all know Philly's winning and doesn't matter so uh Tyler and Nate leading the way right now both with five um Nate only missed on Jacksonville and Tyler only missed on the Vikings sadly um ironically if uh basically Tyler you and Nate are either both split in the pot at the end or you guys are both losing because you have identical brackets from here on out so pretty oh, much we do, com- yeah. yeah you guys went completely chalk um I guess technically up until the Super Bowl because I think you guys both have bills and eagles if I, mm. if I remember correctly so I guess technically yeah, I the Bills are not the number one seed, but it's almost it's almost complete the favorites, which makes sense when everybody else gets spicy. So um, you guys are identical and after the first lead here, uh, Mac is down Damn. at three. He only got three out of six right. He got Buffalo, Cincinnati, and San Francisco. Uh, he had the Bucks making it to the Super Bowl, so I don't think you're gonna win, Mac. I think you're pretty much <laughs> out. It's it's a tough one. And then Connor and Nick also tied with me at four. It uh, looks like Connor missed Jacksonville and Minnesota, and Nick Mix missed uh, two, yeah two Nick,
1: other teams. Nick missed Jacksonville and um because he had
0: uh, oh, he missed Jacksonville, Minnesota. yeah,
1: he missed because cause Connor's got Jacksonville beating Casey this week,
0: yeah. Connor has Jackson. yeah, that's crazy to me. Jacksonville's going to the conference championship, which is spicy. So I also don't very think he's spicy. Gonna gonna be a, a tough threat and then uh nick picking cincinnati upsetting bank the buffaloes this week so i mean maybe a little bit of a spicy one but i think if that is correct that'll put him ahead of a lot of people because we all have buffalo pretty much making the super bowl so exactly. we'll keep you going there um as far as the divisional matchups we already kind of talked about those and then real quick we kind of did this one off air just for fun but tyler and i did like a dream team dfs for the playoffs so with eight different teams that were I'm sorry, 12 different teams that were playing this past week. We did a, a six-man draft um, back and forth. So I think Tyler started with the first pick. We each did. So once one of us picked a player from a team, that team was off the board for both of us from here on out. So like if Tyler wanted CMC, for example, who we took first, that means neither of us are taking anybody else from San Francisco and one of Tyler's running back slots is filled. So we did a, a two a one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, and a, a flex just because there's not enough uh, good tight ends to go around. So... <laughs> We did that, and it basically came down to neither of us wanting to pick a quarterback, and that actually benefited Tyler because somehow uh, they didn't split at all with Huntley and Brown, and that was frustrating for me because I wanted them to throw the worst guy in there. But uh, (laughs) Tyler basically won it with uh, the Ravens QB. I left the title of getting 23.4 points. Other notable ones, CMC at 20.6, Eckler 17.3. He had Diggs, C.D. Lamb, and Godwin rounding out the crew for a total of 104.5. And then with me, serviceable with Geno Smith at quarterback at 21.9, Saquon leading the way at 25.4. Ironically, the guy that cost me the win by literally less than four points total behind Tyler, Justin Jefferson, who had the lowest point total out of any of the 12 guys we picked, (laughs) and I had him at my first round. So 8.9, not what you need, not ideal. We did this in a half-point scoring for PPR, so – That was fun. Um, Tyler and I are going to draft our next round off air from the eight teams remaining. So we're not going to make you guys listen to us talk about them all here, but just, just something fun to do. Just trying to pick the best matchups and maybe we'll get into having to pick some actual, like not elite guys too, but we'll bring that to you how we did following um, this episode here. So uh, moving on from that, we're going to get into the um, general fantasy side of things and bring you a, a segment that I've been talking about all year we've both been excited for so now that we're in the offseason of fantasy playoffs and regular season stuff not necessarily NFL but fantasy off season, we get to bring you a dynasty download segment which Tyler and I are both obsessed with dynasty it's so much more fun if you don't currently play it you're missing out because I was talking with um, Joe who's one of the guys in one of our leagues this year and he's like oh my gosh this is a blast I'm not even part of any of these trades that are happening but like <laughs> for, for me it's like dynasty is is fun like when you first start it, you do the the startup draft and it doesn't mean a ton like you may maybe have some plans on the future maybe you're like oh cool what do these draft picks mean how can i trade them how do they work but like you play the entire first season exactly like a redraft so like nothing changes for you but the fun part is that like once the fantasy playoffs end and you delete your apps or you stop caring about all of your other teams and you don't know who was even on your teams anymore how you did and get paid out and blah 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 all of a sudden it turns into like this second season where you're like oh this league's been reactivated already oh the draft order is set oh i can't pick up any players like what does all this mean so it's it's it makes it so much more fun and I, the way i told joe was like all of a sudden you're gonna start caring about this random like espn banner alert of who signed with a new team or who got traded out of the blue like <laughs> a deandre hopkins yeah. trade surprise like all of that's going to matter and like your team might be stacked on paper and then all of a sudden your elite running backs team brings in like a tony pollard and now he's splitting carries next year like everything changes which i don't know it's a blast so i'll, I'll yeah. stop freaking out about that
1: now i'm with you because uh, again we've we've talked about this at nauseam I'm, I'm sure it's just it's it you have to be a true football die hard if you want to be in a dynasty at least if you want to be in a dynasty with me and jack because we will (laughs) talk about it all day as you guys can hear we don't even actually have content but we could we could do i I bet you we could sit down and literally do two hours of individuals here and a 2023 mock draft on people who haven't even been drafted to the nfl yet I i could go through the top six seven running backs right now i could go through the top five or six wide receivers probably top two tight ends top four or five quarterbacks that haven't even been drafted to the nfl yet um right now just because it's it's so much fun and we as as humans love things that are quasi ours so having the same people every single year and seeing and knowing that, hey, this person is mine. One, it starts to make you really overvalue them. You're like, I love my team. My my players are better than everybody else's. Like, it just is what it is. Very hard to let them go. You really get that attachment. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you got to set that aside and realize, hey, value and sometimes younger individuals. But it's it's very difficult to do to get rid of that uh, that that aging veteran. So it's it's really just a lot of fun to uh, to get into it if you've never done it um and like you said you go through a year or two and be like how is this really different but get into year three four five and when all of a sudden you're like julio jones he's he's terrible like why why is he still on my why is he still on my team it's hard when you draft him six years ago and he's your first round pick and then you have to cut him it's kind of weird but it's a lot yeah, of fun
0: yep you start factoring in age more where it's like you know in a normal world there's nobody that's going to say that like Diggs is not as good of a player not as valuable of a player as like uh Devontae Smith, for example. Like, Diggs is clearly, yeah, like, great point. Top, like, higher this year. I know Devontae Smith finished great, so maybe not the best example. But everybody would yeah, say is, in a redraft, is. Diggs is going to get drafted higher next year. But in Dynasty, it's like, oh, he's 28, he's going to be 29. Devontae Smith's, what, 22? Like, 20, the long term. Yeah, like
1: yeah.
0: and, and in full Dynasties, it's like, you get them and you're like, okay, if I want, I keep them for their entire career and nobody else ever gets to have them. Diggs, what is that going to be? Two more, three more years of, like, yeah, three high-end years, production? So... It's it's very fun, especially when you land trades or when you nail a pick in the rookie draft, and you're just like, yes. I have this guy for ten years and he's great. Like, <laughs> that's Just so much more fun. So,
1: very, yeah, very hard to do. Lots of once you go through your first uh, rookie draft, after you've done a year of draft, after a startup draft, believe me, you will draft these guys and be like, nailed it. You'll get halfway through season one and be like, this guy literally got cut. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. it's frustrating. It, it's it's fun though when you hit, when you hit on that pick.
0: And it shows just like the real NFL where it's like so many of us, you know, so many scouts and so many draft analysts are talking about these guys coming out and then they might not amount to anything. So it's like, we're guessing and it's just like a hobby. These guys are doing it like for their professional careers and it's still wrong. So, you know, it's, it's just throwing darts at a board and hoping you have the, you put yourself in the best chance to have like a pick before somebody else, but it's just, you don't know at the end of the day, it's all the like, what could somebody become? So it's tough to, tough to gauge. Yeah. So, Overall, um, we won't give you the, our, our obsessions with Dynasty every time when you go to this segment. But basically, this is just going to be kind of like the main focus for our, our offseason episodes when we start doing every two weeks and every month just to kind of bring you some recaps of like maybe maybe some big moves or how does this affect certain players or, you know, what's a team looking to do in the draft and how is that going to affect their current running back or, you know, whatever. This is just going to be our, our section for all things how Dynasty affects you. So not playing dynasty i mean maybe this doesn't affect you as much but like it's worth listening to because it's going to affect how you value and think about players when it comes to draft season in august september so um two sections for me to do here this time uh first one tyler i'm going to give you a list of like notable free agent fantasy relevant players that are coming Mm -hmm. up this off season and we don't have to go into every single one because there's a solid like nine or ten here but i basically just want you to give me a scale of one to ten how likely is it that this player is playing in the same jersey as they did this past season. So one being this dude is gone, and ten being, oh, they're resigning tomorrow. So we mm-hmm. can get into it as the offseason goes on of how it's, you know, how it's going to implicate players on their team. But for now, we're just going to kind of talk about, you know, some guys to be thinking about, and maybe you can buy them low or maybe it's time to sell them high before they leave or whatever. So sure. cool. um f- first off, uh, my boy, Tom Brady.
1: Ooh, I'm uh I'm gonna say I'm going to say an eight. I, I think he's, I think he's Ooh. likely going to stick around with Tampa Bay for him at this point in his career. Um, as much as a, you see the rumors and like, Hey, he's going to go to the Raiders with McDaniels. Cause they have that. I think Brady is more about kind of his actual personal lifestyle right now and his whole family and his kid and all that is, is in Florida. So uh, maybe the dolphins, if you want to say that Mm -hmm. uh, they really don't think two is the future. But I think at this point he's just kind of, I think Tampa Bay can convince him if he doesn't retire to say, Hey, just stay here. Give it one more run. Everybody will be healthier this year or next year than they were this year. So my guess is he either runs it back with Tampa or retires.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Taking the retirement possibility into it. I am actually on kind of on the other side of things. I'm going to say like a four. That he comes back to take oh, wow. Bay, I don't. I don't think he'll guess, retire, but I guess that's going to like maybe like move the point one or two on the scale for me. The biggest thing is I just think that he's been frustrated with this season. I think they did the whole he might he's going to retire. Oh, he's coming back, and he basically brought the band back together. Like they've convinced Godwin to sign a one year contract again just to join with him when he was leave in free agency. They did that with Fournette. They sure. did a couple of other key guys, and it didn't work. Like I know they won the division, but the offense looked terrible they were a losing record. Technically they got bounced easily in the first round of the playoffs. And I think, I think Brady's frustrated. And like, I, I think if I think he's going to move and he's going to go somewhere that he has a chance to win. So I don't think he's going to be worried about much else beyond like bad divisions. So even in the press conference post game, they were talking about like you know how he felt with the loss and stuff and he had this whole speech about like how much he appreciated the Tampa organization and the media and everything and it was like a thank you send off speech vibe is kind of how i got it where it was just like i've really appreciated my time here and you guys have all been great and stuff and i'm like that's not something you say when you're going to see him in a couple months in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. so i feel like he will be gone i feel like he's going to pick a team yeah. like we talked you talked about the raiders i think the titans would be a great fit cuz they're a garbage division he loves his coach Down there in Mike Vrabel. And I think he would try to to bring in a a solid wide receiver or two. And then I also feel like somebody like um like the Saints, like I could see him doing a pivot and being like, I'm gonna stay in division because clearly this is the worst division in football right now. And I'm just gonna go somewhere that has a slightly better defense, like some weapons that you know aren't getting older and are gonna leave, something like that. So I think if he does leave, he's gonna be strategic with like where can I win and be the division champ walking in here easily? And I think any of those are. You know possibilities. So, right,
1: yeah. That's that's a, yeah. That's probably one of my main reasons I think he stays in Tampa. I'm like, talk about a the division, division. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it was a strong. We're, like, we're
1: not gonna we're not gonna get into him. It's just yeah, too easy. yeah.
0: I okay. I <laughs> promise I won't do that with this next one. Where he's gonna go? One to ten, Lamar Jackson. I know he hasn't been resigned as of now.
1: Nine, maybe yeah. a ten. He doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I. I really don't. I, he obviously he when he plays he puts those contracts aside he really says like hey i'm gonna focus on the season and i'm gonna do this i'm not gonna talk extension and then in the offseason he gets a chance to do his extension and him representing himself and blah 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 um i don't know that i don't know that he's gonna go anywhere and now that he's got hurt i don't think he's gonna have even more leverage to go anywhere plus Mm -hmm. all of his teammates want him back they've all talked like this is lamar's team we're schemed for this like we want him back I mean, pretty much anybody is going to say that, but my guess is I don't, I don't think they can let Lamar walk. I think it'd be a massive mistake for Baltimore to do so.
0: Yeah. I'm probably at about an eight. And a big part of that for yeah. me is that I think if they can't figure out a contract, they're going to franchise tag him and stick him there until they can. Agreed. So, so I think if they didn't have that option, I'd be more at like a five or a six. Cause I do think he's frustrated with the organization's lack of sure. offensive help and like trading away Hollywood Brown and stuff like that. Um, But I think even if he doesn't want to come back, they'll tag him until they can figure stuff out. So I'll go eight. Agreed. Uh, (laughs) Derek Carr, I know we all know he's gone. But (laughs) if you gave one team that you think he ends up with next season.
1: I honestly, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I don't know if you have one off the top of your head. I honestly haven't thought about it too much. I I was going to say, the only one I could think of off the top of my head was the Jets. Um, I was trying to think of... Other landing spots. Tennessee for him. That one also probably makes sense. Makes the most sense is yeah. I was going to say it's, it's maybe a tendency. So um, I can see either one of those, but I think he's certainly done with the Raiders franchise. Period. So I'm going to I'm going to say uh, I, I would probably say the Jets, but as far as this context, I'm probably going to say a one. I think he's yeah. I think he's pretty done.
0: Oh yeah, he's gone. Uh, I'll put teammates together here. Saquon and Daniel Jones, either or both.
1: I guess. Uh, I think Saquon. I think Saquon will be back whether he wants to or not, because I think they will slap a <laughs> franchise fran- franchise tag on him for sure. Um, and I, I do think he wants to be in New York, so I think they'll ultimately work out a, a, a deal, whatever that looks like. Um, but franchise tag is like $10 million or something like that for, um, for running back. So I think if they can't figure out a deal, they'll slap him with a franchise tag and he'll play on that. It's just not like Saquon. He's too competitive of a person to not. Um, so... Between that, I don't think I don't think they would let him walk. So I'll probably yeah. say like an an eight or a nine um, for Saquon. Danny Jones, I think he's probably played himself into an extension. He might I, I don't know. Uh, I think with the way he's played, it's probably closer to like a seven or an eight for me. I yeah. just think he's kind of played himself into getting to stay.
0: Yep, I agree. I think at this point, winning one playoff game is enough. I think even if he looks good and they get bounced by the Eagles, nobody's going to be surprised. So um, the way the coaches and everybody are talking, I think it went from being like a two, maybe a month ago to now like a seven or an eight. So I think they're both. Exactly. I don't think Saquon gets a massive like multi-year deal. I think it'll be like a one to two because running backs are hard to pay. And I think he's going to want to like test free agency at some point. And I just think that I don't know. They're not going to want to pay that much for him. So, um, yep. I think they're both back. I think I think the odds of the two of them combined coming back together is probably like a seven for me. So, yeah. Yep. Um, Jimmy G from the 49ers.
1: Uh, that's that's a hard one. I mean, uh, the the tough part for that one for me is what's going to be the market for him if if <laughs> yeah. Out there, again, I can see somebody with a needy team being like, hey, he's going to be a great backup for us. So I don't know that he stays with San Fran simply because of what they've seen in Purdy and having Trey Lance come back even after an injury. Maybe they try to keep him or reset him somewhere, but I mean, I say it's like a three or four. I don't know that he'll be back.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be like a three, and I think it'll be his decision because I think he's tired of his like, Yeah, I just, I'm yeah. leaving, just kidding. I'll come back for a year and win the job. Just kidding, it's not my job anymore. Like, I think yeah. he's just going to be and like... No, it's really oh, put,
1: not his job yeah. anymore.
0: Put me in the same situation on a different team, and at least I can maybe keep the position. So, yeah, I think mm. he's gone, and I hope he's gone for the sake of my boy, Rock Purdy. <laughs> um, Facts. Let's see, Tony Pollard.
1: I think, I don't know... I have no idea where he would go, but I think based on how he's played, I don't know how much of an ego he has on him. So I, I, I truly would have to say split. I'm going to say like a five. I really don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if they would... They can't give him, after they just gave Zeke starter money, they can't give Pollard starter money. And with the way he's looked, he's going to command that. So maybe I'd take a tick down and say like a four that he'll be back. Just because I think there's... 100% going to be a market for him
0: yeah I agree I'd, I'll i say like a 3 because I think he's going to want that yeah. money and I think there's enough places that will kind of give him the kind of like the moster treatment where maybe he'll even get like a one year deal but he'll be like I can go be the guy here for a year while they bring in a young guy or something and like show that he's the alpha I just don't I think he wants to prove that and I don't think he's barring like Dallas making the Super Bowl or something crazy I don't think he's going to like want that that badly to come back there so yeah I agree um, we'll skip a couple of those guys because they're irrelevant and don't matter. How about Rodgers? He's not a free agent, but obviously he's got one year. He's being all cryptic again, like last year. He kind of did the weird <laughs> yeah. like last look thing on the field, kind of like the Drew Brees <laughs> season when he was done. So a lot of people are speculating on that one if he you know demands a trade or they cut him or he retires.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a I, I for me, I feel like. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I, I I just I I want to I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say like a three or a four that he'll come back. I feel Ooh. like he's just watching him at the end of the game in the regular season. The way him and Cobb walked off of the field, I just think he's kind of in the mindset of like if they're ready to move on, I'm ready to move on. Like it is what it is. I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna think about it. Blah blah blah. But if they're ready to move on whatever I'm good with it I've 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 accepted that and so on and so forth so I think if if Green Bay is ready to move on then Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna try to force them to say hey let's let's go one more time so yeah uh, I think he's just kind of accepted it and his he's kind of a truly it is what it is
0: yeah I view it kind of like similar to Brady where it's just like uh, for both quarterbacks I'm like what is there really that that's that, that exciting for you to want to come back to like, whether they both retire or they right. both go to a exactly. different team, but it's like you both went, they both went eight and nine this year and they both struggled on offense. So it's like, it's not like you're like appealing top offensive weapons are calling you back. So I, <laughs> right. And I think he could easily yeah, also just like force there. his way out, so or just retire. So, I yeah, I actually am gonna pick like a six though, just because I feel okay. like he's like he's just like the devil where I don't believe he's gone until he's gone. I think he's gonna oh stay, gosh, yeah. stay forever, and I just assume. So, um, yeah, we will see on that one. Um, I won't get a, a bunch of the Vikings ones. We can kind of cover that later, just for time's mm-hmm. sake. But we have a number of free agents for us to kind of talk about or cut candidates. So, um. Sure moving into the other part of the dynasty one before we kind of get into the last part of our draft here, or draft mm. section of our show here but uh really quick we had a number of um dynasty trades in our um personal dynasty league that we're with a bunch of other friends in um mainly the reason i wanted to bring these up is just to kind of give some people some context of like what dynasty trades are happening this early in the offseason kind of like what you know if you're trying to value what picks are worth or what different players you can go for and stuff like that so um for context all five of these are between tyler well either tyler <laughs> or myself so us two are just trying to make trades to bring you guys uh podcast content but yeah, um, yeah
1: we weren't kidding when we said we would do this all the
0: time. Uh, yeah i've been bugging a lot of people trying to just have discussions and it's finally happening so i'm loving this um i'll just kind of run through them quickly we don't again don't have to go into them a ton yeah. but i guess maybe just give you give like a, a letter grade overall on the trade you don't have to say like for each side but just like a being this is a win for one or th- for both yeah. F being one team screw the other one. Uh, so first one, again, these are all half PPR one quarterback leagues for context. context. Uh, Devonte Smith for miles Sanders in the two Oh four.
1: Yeah, I think uh, just with the way Devonte Smith has shown that he can still command the target share even with AJ Brown, I I'm taking that side. And I gotta say that side is probably like a, a, a B plus. I mean, only reason I hesitate to give it an A is we don't really know where Miles Sanders is, is going to land yeah, yeah. Um, and, and kind of the the early second. So if Miles Sanders lands in a terrible spot or essentially doesn't resign with the Eagles, honestly, um, I think the Devonta Smith is is a huge winner there. Um, early second, I mean, can turn into so many different things. Usually you take a stab at like a high upside wide receiver in there that could, that could match, but Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith's youth on top of that is what really, I think, favors that side.
0: Yeah, it's just the context of, like, getting the best player in the in the deal, I feel Correct. like. Miles Sanders, Correct. that's selling him at peak value. He was a low RB1 this year. If he doesn't mm-hmm. resign with Philadelphia, that ain't happening no matter where he goes. If he does, great, but he's already 26. So this was me trying to sell Agreed. him before he dropped off and or signed somewhere bad. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, very very small end one, but Darnell Mooney for Elijah Mitchell. Uh,
1: this one's really intriguing, honestly, because uh, there's there was so much Mooney hype coming into this yeah. year, um, and Elijah Mitchell obviously dampened with the the CMC arrival, but he's shown really he's shown that he can play really well even with CMC there now that we've seen kind of the last couple of weeks. My my main struggle with Mooney is one Chicago also brought in Claypool. They also Mm -hmm. have an early pick they are going to want to get uh, Justin Fields somebody else in, in that receiver room. So I think he's going to have a lot of competition for targets. They have what not only won the first pick now, they're probably not going to take a QB. So they're going to have even more draft capital and they're, I almost guarantee you with one of their first round picks, they take a wide receiver. Um, There's good depth here. They want a big body guy who can sprint down the field and open up some of that slot stuff underneath for Mooney. So I think there's going to be more competition for targets there in Chicago here um, after this offseason. So I'd lean the Elijah Mitchell side, even though it's like, oh, hey, he's a backup versus Mooney's the number one. I think that's a for now thing.
0: Yeah, this was a, and this one was mine also. This was a byproduct of, I just traded for Devontae Smith. I think it's a coin flip between the two of these guys, but I basically was like, let me get rid of some lower wide receiver talent for some lower running back just for depth. Yeah. Um, and then the other part was kind of everything you said where I was like, I don't believe I, I believe Mooney has potential, but I don't believe that he ends the off season with as much upside as he started it with. Like, I think all the things you Correct. mentioned makes me nervous for him. So um, and yeah. I, I still am buying on my my prediction that the Bears end up trading for DeAndre Hopkins. So that happens also I can see that. Uh, number number 3 probably the biggest trade i would say overall of these 5 but uh, we got on one side Jonathan Taylor, Tutu Adwell and the 101 basically swapping the 101 and the 103 for on the other side Kamara Pollard, Donovan Peoples-Jones and the 103.
1: I mean, i i've tried to be objective in this and i honestly was just like i want to shake my team up because Kamara yeah. pissed me off all year. So for context <laughs> this, is, this is mine. So i got rid of Kamara Pollard donovan people's jones and the 1.3 and i got jonathan taylor uh the 1.1 and a receiver essentially 2-2 at well uh, so i just got a young guy um my main thought process behind this was kamara and pollard getting a little bit older unknown going into this off season here where they're going to land dpj was awesome i didn't want to get dpj i got talked into it mm-hmm. uh, i really liked him um Amazing and, and the 1.3 guys. it was one of my guys i, I love dpj um but getting jonathan taylor he, this man's still only 23 years old he had a tough year but he was a consensus essentially 1.1 for everybody this last year so had a down year so i was happy to capitalize on him not being great and the 1.1 this year and getting likely a b john robinson of the world depending on where he I lands Gib. i hear gibbs um, is great <laughs> <laughs> sorry jack uh, for context jack has the 1.2 now <sighs> um uh, so having Jt and I already have Chubb on my team, so having Chubb, Jt and B john Robinson for my three running backs, I love that. nobody <laughs> Nick Chubb's is my old guy at twenty six, twenty seven or whatever. so it was my thought process. so I don't know getting it's never fun to get rid of two quasi studs in kamara and, and pollard and then obviously the 1.3 um, so i mean maybe a c plus for my side i do like my side a tick better but depending what happens with kamara if he turns it around and where pollard signs if he becomes a workhorse i could certainly lose this trade very fast
0: yeah i think it's all about like how these three running backs currently that are involved shake up next year like jt was a huge yes. disappointment, but so was kamara and i feel like long term jt mm-hmm. is better you talked about basically just like upgrading and also getting younger like jt's higher Correct. value pollard is i think the wild card that'll decide this one but i think the other big thing is mm-hmm. like in dynasty you know you look at trades and you give them a winner a loss with picks involved it's so much more fun to go back to them after the fact and be like let me take out yes. that num- number and plug in the guys so, like say this ends up being jt tutu atwell and Bijan for kamara pollard dpj and quentin johnson like quentin johnson example, yeah like that gives some more context, and especially how those two guys like do their rookie year and where they end up, that could shape things a bit. So, overall, I would be a little bit higher on your end. I think I would give you a B. Um, I think I was surprised you included Pollard because literally he's also one of your top favorite guys, but I think he is for, he for, is for what comes here. But for what Kamara is, and for what Jonathan Taylor could end up being, I think it made a ton of sense. And Tutu Atwell doesn't matter really at all for me. He's kind of just a throw-in. But me neither. Um, he was a he was a,
1: he was a throw-in. He's like I'm gonna I have to cut somebody. I'm like, well, just give him to me then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's like there there's a case to be made, and I don't know that you would necessarily do this unless you had solid running back depth. But there's a case to be made if you took out all the other pieces that you could trade kamara and pollard to get jonathan taylor alone if you thought you know he was really going to be like this top dynasty running back asset like i'm not saying i would lean that side but like it's close yeah. so the fact that like you did that and also went up two spots to get the 101 i feel like it's a clear winner for you looking at it that yeah. way. so
1: yeah and yeah i think that's that's totally fair and and again my my other thing was was getting younger kamara and pollard are both 27 yeah. jt's 23
0: yeah, that's, a that's huge.
1: huge four years of, of running back wear and tear i yeah i felt better about that yeah
0: when he when jt is the age of kamara and when kamara's out of the league at that point then it makes sense
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um uh, last two running these i will try to get through them quick i know time wise is getting away from us as always um last couple that just happened back to back today lamar jackson in a one quarterback league for a, a next year's first so 2024 and a future 2025
1: third <laughs> uh, I think it's crazy that you were able to trade a 2025 asset and a third he round. Asked, at, he at asked
0: that. for it. We were going to do the first for the lump from Loire straight up, which is basically dead even value. But then he was like, yeah, can you just give me something else? Cause I'm trying to turn into like a rebuilding team. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, sure. And I he, love he it. asked for that. So.
1: Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I just, I just thought it was sort of like a 2025 that's third. And that's for only... context again, for those that don't do dynasty, there's only three rounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Correct.
1: Maybe a fourth, maybe potentially. Yeah, We might be adding but, in, yeah. uh it's, it's really not bad. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of hard to give up a, a future first when you're like, yeah. man, this could be a 1.1. It could also be a 1.6. It could also be <laughs> 1.12. If, if it, it's that estimation of where you feel your team is at. Are you built to compete right now and next year? So now that 2024 first is... Probably, if you make the playoffs, I mean, obviously back half of round one. yeah. And now you feel really good about it. But if you suck and things don't go your way, or there's a lot of injuries, and now you've given up the 1.3 for Lamar, you're like, motherfucker. So mm-hmm. again, it's, it's very hard to, to know. Um, if you need that quarterback, uh, I, I think you have to like having the Lamar side. He's a top six, seven dynasty QB um, yeah. at, at this point, And the rushing is always going to help that floor. So if you need that, uh, and I wouldn't give up a 2023 first round for him mm. knowing what this class looks like, but a 2024 first and feeling it like you're competitive where it's maybe going to be a mid to back end uh, first round pick. Uh, I think the value is about right. So I would, but I would still lean the Lamar side for just having that differentiate that great running yeah. ability of Lamar when he's healthy to be a perennial top six. Not yeah, just it's,
0: running back. Or it's uh, a guy, quarterback. It's a getting a guy that has a chance to win you the league. Like, he, he yes, might not do 100%. it, he might lose value, but like, it's getting him rather than maybe like a, I don't know, who's another comparable one, like say, like a Dak or a Justin Herbert, where it's like they're both very good and they're both probably top 10 quarterbacks also. But like, are they gonna, do they have the chance to get like a top three quarterback finish? Like, probably not. So it's, no, it's, not. it's the difference of like swinging for the fences. And for context, we yep. talked about this also, but like, I, I don't know that I, I would have had a tougher time doing this one if I didn't have two firsts in 2024, but I basically give one away. Mm. and feel like I'm in the game with the other ones. So that makes it easier. So I loved the moves right. I made at the start of the dynasty season where I got a bunch of draft capital. Cause I plan to use all of it, but now I'm using it to get all these other trades done. And it's like, I basically just turned my, my question mark picks into like guaranteed players. So like this is making it, it's working out well, and it wasn't the plan I had. So, yeah. um, Last one, the other big blockbuster, probably the number two after your JT and the one hundred and one pick. But uh, immediately following Lamar, uh, we also made a trade today. Uh, I got CD Lamb for Daniel Jones, the one hundred and nine and the two hundred two this year.
1: Yeah, I I love it when when I'm doing trades. My typical goal, even as 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 even as you want to say trades are, is is come out of the trade with the best asset. And when you're looking at Dynasty, CD Lamb's like a top six seven maybe i'm yeah, trying to PFF think that has of, him ranked
0: three behind Jermaine yeah exactly Jefferson.
1: i'm like yeah exactly i'm like he's been killing it Top five whatever you want to say he's the top five dynasty wide receiver and you're giving up one daniel jones after two you just got lamar <laughs> and you have that set up whether you know prior or not you probably oh had i did in the works yeah um and then a, a late first that when you already have the one dot two, you're giving up another first that you didn't really need, um, and then whatever you want to call it, late first, early second in a two dot two, you're giving up a pick that you acquired from somewhere else for free, Daniel Jones, that you no longer lead, need because you have Lamar, and so you're essentially giving up Daniel Jones, a good quarterback to a team, a pick that you already acquired for from somebody else, and essentially we'll just say a late first for CD mm-hmm. Lamb, you're gonna smash accept on that every time, so. I love it. QBs in a one QB league don't do too much for me. I'm, it's going to take hard. It's it's always hard for me to ever trade for them or really find value beyond the top five guys, maybe. Yeah. So give me, give me the CD lamb side a hundred times out of a hundred in this one.
0: Two quick thoughts. This is again, kind of the same as miles Sanders where I'm trying to trade at peak value. Like Daniel Jones finishes QB nine, Tyler mentioned this off air, but he just came off a big win. In the wild card round of the playoffs. So everybody's going to remember that. He put up almost 400 yards. So everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah. wow, he can run. He can pass plus the he's rushing. Doing a ton. Yeah. Yeah. 70 plus yards in the game. So, like, that's why he's finishing higher. But then also for context and, like, not to completely dog on the other guy I'm making the trade with. But, um, Connor, like, it's, it's, it's part of me targeting the correct player who has needs. Like, he had his best quarterback option was Jared Goff, which, like, long term doesn't feel very safe. So, um, Finding the guy that needs the position or the asset that you're willing to move, the one who needs it the most is very, very helpful. So like planning that and being like, okay, maybe not like, what am I looking to trade, but like, what does somebody else in the league need? Great. What do I have in that position? Cool. And like build it out backwards from there because um, i don't think that this is like a bad trade for him obviously yes CD not is like a, a great dynasty asset but like he made the playoffs but he's got really issue bad issues at quarterback and now he gets two basically late first on top of his 110 so he has the one nine the 110 like three picks in a six pick span and he can really just like take all three shots at wide receiver or maybe he can like build some depth other places mm-hmm. so like it, it makes sense in context it's it's not always just like black and white who wins who loses so that's why we yeah.
1: love uh, Dynasty. A hundred percent, and I know we're at the tail end of that. Um, so that is kind of one of my things that I tell almost anybody that is newish to Dynasty is do one do it one way or the other. You either love picks or you hate picks. There really is no in between. After you get into it, you either love the draft capital or hate the draft capital. But if you're going right. to love the draft capital and it's and you like to have those rookie. Get as many as you physically can <laughs> because some of these guys will busts and some of these guys will hit so somebody like Connor who you now has 1.9 1.10 2.2 and then whatever his whatever his pick is 2.8 or whatever to mm-hmm. have three picks essentially in a row and you can get three or four of those rookies only one of them has to hit and now you're feeling so much better about this trade. But if you have one pick in the first round, one pick in the second round, one pick in the third round, you have a very minute opportunity for, for those to hit. And I'll even just do a quick example of mine. Um, I I traded, this was, I mean, five years ago now, 2016, I was really pissed that the guy in front of me took Josh Doxson and I got (laughs) left with Michael Thomas. Like, so it's, it's little things like that. Like Toxin coming out of that was a better prospect than Michael Thomas. I was pissed that he took him one pick before me. And then I settled for Michael Thomas. You just Mm -hmm. never know. It's, it's so hard to know with landing spot and rookies, who's going to develop, who's going to not. So the best way for you to hit, have as many picks as you want, or do the complete opposite and don't give yourself that opportunity. Trade those picks for assets in the NFL have already been proven in some way, shape, or
0: form. Exactly. I, I couldn't have said it better. I feel like having picks or not having picks exactly mirrors Dynasty overall, where like in redrafts, it's like, oh, if you make the playoffs in your fifth or sixth, it's like, oh, I was close. I had a good year, whatever. Maybe you win some money uh-huh. back in third, but like really, you know, you're trying to be tops. Like you just don't want to be the right. last three or four. Dynasty, if you're not a contender, like a top three to four, be the worst. Go tank or like trade players away for future picks. Be the best or be the worst team because those guys that hang Correct. in at like that five to eight spot, they're just going to be stuck there forever. It's like how the Vikings fans have felt for a lot of long time now, where it's like we're not good enough to win it, but we're not bad enough to like get the top guys and rebuild our franchise. So, like <laughs> exactly.
1: to Tyler's right. to Tyler's exactly. point, like
0: like either get a ton of picks or just trade them all away and get like do the Madden route where you just like build up all star players. Like that's like I kind of have done both versions this season, so it's been kind of weird. But um, my my like personal key tip too, if you're playing Dynasty for, for the first time it's amazing how little people value rookie picks in the like first half of the regular season and how much they all of a sudden value it as soon as their teams are eliminated. And we're starting to like, <laughs> yes, I traded for all of these when people were like, yeah, I don't give a shit about a pick I'm winning now. And I'm like, I'm already out. So I'm just going to take what I can right. get. And now I'm like, I have all these picks and everyone goes, how the hell does Jack have four picks in the first round? And then they're like, okay, I'll give you this and that and this for him. I'm like, I- and it's just supply and demand like try to try to go for them when you don't think you need them even if you're like i'm making the playoffs this year go get somebody's 2024 first that they don't care about because they're only thinking about now so yeah 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 that's it though so that's kind of rounding up our our first dynasty segment so we'll try to do more like tips like that we won't cover the same stuff every week i'll try to bring some new updates as we get into the offseason but just kind of some some stuff that like taking you through our minds and our thought process is where we're at so hopefully it helps you especially for three quarters of our personal league that's playing dynasty for the first time i mean i don't want you guys to win i hope you all do terrible but people <laughs> like you out there i want to i want to kind of take you through and tell people why dynasty is great yep so um are we good to get into the draft finally or do you have anything else
1: um yeah uh i'm just gonna throw since we're since oh I your bets had, yeah yeah no no you're good i, I had just been looking at him since I was on the odds, too. Mine's very simple. I, I continue to do teasers. They continue to do well for me. Mine's very easy this week. The Chiefs are not going to lose to the Jaguars, but I'm not laying eight and a half. <laughs> Give me that seven-point teaser. The Eagle, the Chiefs are eight and a half, minus eight and a half. The Eagles are minus seven and a half. Tease them both down seven points. Uh, you can do six points if you want to get a little extra payoff. I'm going to do seven points so I get them both under a field goal. Chiefs down to uh, one and a half. Eagles down to pick them, minus five, essentially. Um, and then your choice, you can do a two-team teaser. It's, it's minus it's 120. So when you eat a little bit of juice, that's going to be probably your safest bet. That is better than a money line parlay. Don't take the Chiefs minus 600 and the Eagles minus 400 or whatever <laughs> they are. That's going to pay worse odds. That's just going to pay worse odds. Um, and then pick your poison. I like... If I'm, if I'm going to tease and add on a third team to get to plus money, so like plus 150, 160 for a three-team teaser that I've been doing the last few weeks, I'm taking the Bengals side because right now they actually got bet up. It opened at plus th- uh, plus three and a half Bengals, and it's up to plus five. So a lot of respect for the Bills coming in. But teasing me seven, getting me up to 12, I like getting past the seven and then 10 for the Bengals. I don't know that they get blown out. Um, and then I like the Cowboy side. They're at plus four right now, like we've talked about. A seven-point teaser gets you that again, up past seven and past ten and gets you up to, to 11. So my best would be take just the Chiefs and the Eagles to essentially down to pick them, and you're going to get minus 120 if you want to tack on the the Bills or the Cowboys. I like them both. My personal pick would be the Cowboys. I just think that offense is going to be able to keep it, keep up enough, um, whereas the Bills could just go bananas. Um, so I would take the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Bills in a seven-point teaser.
0: I like it. I like that a lot. It seems like it's pretty, seems like there's pretty clear favorites this week, and the ones that are mm-hmm. like, very, very split, you would think you would want to just take the <laughs> take yeah. the close game, not picking one team to win with points, so exactly. um, I'm good with that. I might be getting in on some of that too now that I got nothing else in the game, fantasy nice. leagues anymore, so um, cool. All right, now we're going to move into the, the Four Horsemen Weekly Draft, um, so recapping last week's results, best one-hit one hit wonders. Uh, it was hilarious. I actually <laughs> added the uh, '90s and 2000s Spotify list to my playlist, and I listened <laughs> to it like for an hour at the gym the morning after. And was like, Tyler, we missed That's this awesome. and this and this and this. Oh, there's so many good ones. So there it is. It, uh, it might be my new favorite playlist, just listening in the car, because every single one is like, oh, I forgot about this. But um go check it out if you haven't. It, it was it was a lot of fun, and go listen to the actual songs if you haven't, because some of these you're not gonna know just by looking at the names um the group me was pretty split throughout i think we had three to two and two to one in those facebook was not was not close surprisingly i didn't realize it until i started adding i didn't go
1: yeah <laughs> I, I didn't think i was gonna get absolutely fucking slapped in this one i, yeah, I didn't think you're gonna win but man i did not think i was gonna get absolutely dominated
0: yeah my my own mother picked you over me so i mean you got the <laughs> perfect the, so went, really. win yeah yeah and once <laughs> Once again, I would like to say on record, Katie has not picked me once in 17 drafts. So your wife really? is just...
1: That's, that's awesome. We <laughs> know one, each other. Like, she that... was reading these and she's like, this was the first time I think she's ever read the teams. And again, I promise I've never told her no, I either don't. of the teams <laughs> or anything like that. But she's like, I think this is the first list that has ever been like, I don't know whose team is whose. Yeah.
0: So usually remember... she's like, oh, I can tell. Yeah. I remember running up to Christine when I saw Katie's comment, like I was during work and I was like, oh, my God, honey, today might be the day because I've told her about it every week because I just think it's funny. Um, but literally Katie's first comment of just like, like, this is impossible. I don't know what to pick. I'm like, oh, even if I get a tie and she just says I refuse, I'm going to be so happy. And then she was like, if I had to go with one, I guess it's this. I'm like, God damn it. Like, uh. yeah someday katie someday we're gonna pick something that you and tyler don't already like talk about and know of each other's and that's gonna be my chance so um overall took this one uh 22 to 8 so brings my running total up to 11 yeah i don't really know why it was that far apart i think my prediction is that you would have gotten even more votes than eight if you would have stuck with uh blue daddy because I, I, so. I think i think i, so I should have so picked too. that one i regretted not yeah. um so like, anyway yeah that's all right. okay getting into this one uh this week's topic's a little bit more abstract it's kind of one the same vibes as the uh fictional escape room where like i don't i don't think anybody's gonna think about things in the same way but uh, i just wanted to do something else fun that wasn't like a super obvious top picks so this week's picks uh take it for what it is i guess we'll, we'll deal with weird ones as they come up but just things that make you nervous and like we're talking things that you know not like oh no my house nervous, is on like, fire like, <laughs> yeah. yeah things that like maybe like they're silly or they aren't actual danger for you they're just things that like people like people have a lot like a lot of these things in common where it's just like something that probably makes you nervous that doesn't need to as much as it does Yep. so um who has the first do you uh you, uh, you had I I last do. week yeah i was like yeah
1: i did my so i think it's you
0: Oh God, okay. Um, I just saw
1: I have an asterisk, but...
0: I don't think I I changed it because I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Go for it. I'll fix it on the fly on air right now. Um, My first one, I think I'm going to go with this one because I think it's just like a universal one that like all people tense up or get nervous. Even the, the key part here, and I think this is the best example for the draft. This is a good one because you're not doing anything wrong and yet you're paranoid that you're about to be thrown in prison for the rest of your life and it is when you're <laughs> yeah. driving on That's the road and one. all of a sudden a cop car just pulls up behind you and you're like was i speeding is he following me because my blinker out is he gonna arrest me for a, a warrant in another state and it's like you he probably is just going the same direction as you are he's gonna get off in two exits like yeah take a breath That's a at phenomenal that moment one. yeah that was the first one that i thought of when i was coming up with this like the draft idea was just like because it happened literally like two weeks ago to me and i'm like why am I sweating? I'm already thinking about where my wallet is, where my, is my insurance card updated? Like, Oh God. And he just like moved past me and just kept going. I'm like, Oh, made it out of that one. So. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, a,
1: that, that's a really good one. I, I like it. Um, uh, I, I was thinking through this and, um, as, as i was kind of just looking through things i'm like how do i go how do i go about this like, this isn't a researchable thing like no. you can't just like go on and figure it out so i just had to like, most of mine are just things funny and think silly through so. life i'm like what just like gives me anxiety or like what makes what makes me nervous and and the, the first one i thought to was like as a kid or even as like a, a young adult now was sitting with your parents and a sex scene comes on or some type of <sighs> explicit scene or something like that you that's have never so felt good. more embarrassed in your life when there's some type of explicit scene comes on and your parents in the room there's nothing wrong you did nothing wrong you didn't put the tv on to, to that scene it, it just happens yeah. in a movie they're watching it too but nothing makes you feel more awkward in oh, that moment so and though no, i was just thinking to it i was like oh that's the worst i'm I don't gonna know, i hate just general anxiety or conflict or argument in movies and tv shows Uh, and so i thought of that one right away and i'm like oh like things i i don't like cringe i don't like watching cringy things when characters are in discomfort and things are cringy on tv it makes me physically cringe so then that kind of led me to the the parental piece where i'm like that makes it so much worse
0: I'm going to add to that really quick. If it's a movie that you know the sex scene is coming up and you're like, oh, oh shit, that's right, that's in this movie. Whole... Yeah, you're like, <laughs> do I leave and go to the bathroom? Do I go get a glass of water? You're just like, oh, yeah. it's happening. Okay, oh, that's man. so good. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and
1: And then the other one, which... It isn't really me, but so many of us just in, in our generation, because we finally grew up with with, with cell phones and texting when it oh, came no. out, just the general of making any type of phone call, whether you're trying to order dinner or just anybody calls, you have never hoped that that phone rings and goes straight to voicemail or, or goes to voicemail quicker. I'm not trying to answer this phone. I'm not trying to talk to anybody. And if
0: I want to be specific
1: talking to any family member or aunt or cousin on the phone. I'm not trying to do it. N- absolutely ever.
0: <laughs> I will never call Tyler, note to self.
1: <laughs> I don't know. No. Like just text me. Just text me. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really not that hard. Yeah. I hate I, that too. which is really not for me. I'm a recruiter. I literally, I'm a senior recruiter. I literally talk to people all day, every day on the phone. So it doesn't really make me nervous. But Katie still is like, "Hey, let's have dinner." I'm like, "Sweet, what do you want to have?" Oh well, hey, they don't have any type, anything, any way to order online. She's like. Oh, I don't want that place. I'm like, I will call them. You don't yeah. have to call them. Okay, cool. Good. That, that's yeah. what I wanted to eat. So yeah. she's 100% not calling to order any food ever.
0: No, Christy makes me do that too. She's like, Well, can you just call? And I'm like, How about you call and I'll go and get it? And she's like, Or you could call and go get it. I'm like, well, Yeah, makes yeah. sense or you to
1: could me. Absolutely uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> you could do yeah, both. That'd be great.
0: I feel that completely that's a very good one i have i have two others that are like similar so i'm gonna wait on those and maybe maybe bring it up later if it's different enough but
1: those are like my only two i'm like trying to figure out my next
0: (laughs) um i'm kind of torn because this one i feel like is a rational fear but it's also because i have it so it's probably irrational to other people um I'm going to say this one and maybe it's not silly enough. So tell me if we can just, I can just move on, but I will say number two, just because there's not a reason for me to feel this way, but I think I've seen either too many, like, I, I will say just when you're in a, in an ocean or a lake, just being out in open water tears the bejesus out of me. And it's like, I can just be in the, like a lake up at the cabin. And I know there's not, you know, anything ocean-like in there but i swear to god when i jump and i don't touch the bottom i'm like the lochness monster is coming up to murder me it's it's just something about like the, the unknown awesome. of like what's below you so like for me if you ever i mean i know you guys have moved out now but if you ever notice me up at the the cabin that we all go to anytime i jump up the dock or the diving dock or anything like that i play it off i'm like ha ha having fun swimming this is relaxing but i'm like get me onto the dock now my feet aren't touching anything and i am waiting for something to grab my foot i that just is,
1: that, that's awesome
0: the, for all of you out there the technical term the thalassophobia uh me and lexi yeah. actually send each other like videos or memes all day of like things that give you fear of open water just because we both have it and it's just like even a pool yes. you know even just jumping into a 10-foot pool and i'm like if i open my eyes in these goggles and there's a shark on the other side of the pool i'm gonna freak out like no i know it's not there but just that it could be just just open water it's just ugh. so oh
1: yeah, I, I
0: love the ocean, <sighs> so it's it's not one for me. I so I love. I love. I love I the ocean four feet I in from the beach, but <laughs> I'm not going out where I'm not touching it. Uh-uh. Nope. That's a good one. I like it. Uh, and then uh, my other one, I am just gonna say, um, <laughs> this is more anxiety than it is nervousness, I guess. But I'm just gonna say, all things airport, they're just the worst. Oh, really? Um, I think the whole like oh my god we gotta hurry we gotta leave at 3 a.m because if we're not to the airport by three hours before our flight takes off then we're gonna miss it and the, the day is over or how you never are sure if you're in the right line for places you're worried if you're getting up to the baggage claim that your bag is gonna be at 51 pounds and it's supposed to be 50 or oh, under or my nice. does my backpack fit under the seat nope you gotta check it sorry sir like the meet the parents scene where the bomb on an airplane stuff happens like i'm all of the stress and everything leading up to it seeing if you're checked in correctly and just things that can go wrong getting pulled out of security line this is another one where it's just like the cop where i'm walking through the scanner and i'm like i know i'm not a terrorist but what if it goes off and they think i am (laughs) so stuff like that i could have just said metal detectors alone but that whole concept and then we get to the fact where we're on a plane and let's just tell you right now, the seats are made for somebody that's about a foot shorter than me because I don't. Yeah, I, my legs don't fit in it. I'm cramped. Every ten minutes, it's just like a giant, like lurch in the sky where total everybody else is totally normal and they're just. I'm I'm looking around, panic, like we're gonna crash, and everyone's like, "Yeah, what?" And I'm like, "If your car moved like this, you'd be nervous. So why is nobody else freaking out?" So. Just, so just good. everything related to that. That's more of a personal one. So there we yeah,
1: go. I was going to say, I definitely felt that. I was like, yours, Jack's, like open water at airports. I'm like, I jump on a plane to fly to the beach every year. So <laughs> uh, I'm out. no, I love it, but I totally get it. Uh, one, one of the ones that uh, that I I seriously hate, and I I don't miss them in college, but it has to be the first day icebreaker. The, Let's go around the room oh, and introduce yourself and. And, and tell us your your, your favorite food and, and why you're here. And I'm like, because I fucking need to be here to graduate because it's a credit. I don't need to do this <laughs> or, or tell me something unique about yourself. And I'm like, just sitting the entire time. I'm like, if somebody else takes my somehow something unique with me, I have to come up with something new. And you're just dreading it. Like you want to go first in that situation every time. So you're like, okay, I'm done. But you're nervous until it gets all the way up to you. And then two and three people before you, you just start sweating and you're like, please don't sound like an absolute <laughs> fucking idiot.
0: Yes, facts.
1: Um, and then my other one was uh, something that actually just uh, happened yesterday. So out here, there's a lot of uh, cross transit truckers. So I had to drive on our 75 miles an hour highways in the morning between two semi trucks for about five miles. And there is nothing that makes me more nervous than that simply because i'm like they're, they're professional drivers they're gonna stay in their lane but driving between two semi trucks on a yeah. freeway is absolutely fucking terrifying yep
0: yeah, i have that one also i got run off the road by a semi like six years ago when actually you were the one that came and followed me with my i was, my yeah, trucks I was smashed say. up uh yeah. so every time now i pass even one semi i'm like, yeah, you're like knuckles Anna, just locked i'm like just don't <laughs> please swerve go. please please know that i'm here so yeah, yeah so i, I definitely that. have
1: to be a uh, yeah for first, first day class icebreakers yuck and uh, <laughs> driving between s- semi trucks on freeways
0: listen i've seen next final, them final per- i've seen final destination i know what happens if i pass this truck right now so
1: 100 <laughs> percent,
0: that's a super good one um god okay i gotta round it out here um I, I got two that are so similar to your phone one but i don't know if i should take them um my inverse of your like not liking calling people mm. is when I get a call from an unknown number or a number I don't have saved. And oh, it just sure. sets, it sets all kinds of panic off in me where I'm like, are they calling to follow Should up on like, this? Yeah. yeah, like, are they calling to follow up on a debt that I owe? Did somebody get in a horrific accident? Like what kind of bad news am I about to get? And usually it's just like, hi, sir, do you have time to take a five minute survey? But I don't ever answer them because I'm just panicked. So
1: yeah,
0: I, I feel like that, goes so well into yours though that i'm gonna pivot on that one and take my other one that's left okay um because i literally just thought of it when you talked about the the anxiety of like the first day class icebreaker Mm -hmm. games but for me again more anxiety than nervousness but when you are in a conversation with someone or you run into someone that you've talked to multiple other times and several times but for the love of god you can't remember what their name is
1: yes that is and like, it,
0: yeah the entire time i'm like i'm responding and i see your lips moving and i don't know one word you said because i'm like is it jason is it bill is it jimmy is it oh fuck what if, <laughs> what if they ask ask who it is or like or somebody else walks up and they're like oh hey jack who's your friend here and i'm like oh this is this guy oh let so, uh, this
1: man introduce himself because he's yeah, an adult yes. and can speak for himself
0: <laughs> yeah this is this uh,
1: is my friend
0: it's it's the most like horrible thing and everybody says that everybody says i'm bad with names i'm just convinced that that you're not bad with names everybody just is bad equally together and yeah. i try to do that thing where like i'm like when i meet somebody i'm gonna repeat their name to their like oh jason oh yeah nice to meet you does doesn't work at all like i just i can't <laughs> i can't do it and i work with people all day and the worst part is when yeah. it's like they know my name right off the bat where it's like oh jack great to see you i'm like hey man yeah. good to see you too I mean, that
1: one certainly hits home for me again because because I'm a recruiter. So I all I do is hire new people every single week into either our call centers or our management or supervisory teams or, or whatever. And thankfully I do it across footprint now. So I do it across states, but for about five years, I did it for our one call center between Rochester mm-hmm. uh, and then here in Charlotte. Well, then I sit there. Well, guess what? I'm the only person that these people have ever met, and I just hired 30 of you. So then I come in first day, and they're like, "Tyler, hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I don't remember you at all." <laughs> so I think that's one of the yeah. hardest ones for me, is I'm like, "Man, I talked to, I talked to 120 people a day back then, not not now. Then like, and I hired 30 of you. I, I, I don't remember all of you two weeks after because I've talked to another 200 people." Or I'll show up a month later. they be like, "Hey, how are things going with the new class?" and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "I, I don't remember you at all. I'm so sorry. I feel so how is, bad." How is that talk to you many... in detail
0: about your life going? <clears throat> <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. So I'm with yeah. you on that one.
0: Uh, yep. Yeah. So yeah, That's that's it. Um, Any others that you had on your list? <laughs>
1: um. Again, that one, not one for me because I went to college in Duluth, so it was a necessity. But parallel parking makes a lot of people nervous. Was uh, that's a good one? Was that one. a really good one? Uh. Yeah, and but it doesn't really bother me. So because I mean, I drove a suburban growing up, so I can parallel park anything. <laughs> um, and then uh, I have one other one. What was it? Do do to I want to see. Gosh, what was it? Where did go? It... Um, I can't remember. Oh oh no. oh. Um, yeah. Um, uh, walking through store or a grocery store or, or whatever it is and, and like just using the restroom and not actually buying anything <laughs> and then that just would leaving be so good uh, I, oh. I i thought about it i thought about it after i got past my last one and i was like because oh. i did i did it the other day i walked through um like like a grocery store. Oh, because Ethan had to go to the bathroom, so we walked through like a, a grocery store, a convenience store. Thankfully, yeah, it it's definitely. it's a lot easier to do when you have a child. I was just then you're like, hey, I'm just true. going to the bathroom quick. Um, but just doing it by yourself and just walking through like a grocery store, or I walked through like a Walmart the other day and just like went to the bathroom and then just browsed the aisles and then just walked out. And I was like, I feel like I, I feel like they just think I'm stealing something.
0: Yeah, I did it the other day where I think I just went to get like something ran like eggs or something from the gas station right down the road and they were out of had and got their delivery that day and like yes that's so much worse at least the milk, bathroom it was yeah at least the bathroom is like well you went in there for a purpose this is like they didn't have it so i literally called my wife and i was like hey honey just let you know they don't have eggs so i'm gonna run somewhere else as i'm walking out so it's like look i'm not a thief i swear <laughs> not... to god <laughs> yeah. here's my alibi yeah, mine was
1: milk mine was milk yeah. now that you say that because we had like they didn't have one percent milk or something like that And i was just like okay fuck me i'll go somewhere else
0: yeah that that is super good because everybody knows how that feels um the only other one that i had that wasn't like another irrational fear of mine um was again related to the phones and it was specifically for me so i didn't feel like this applied to people that didn't have spouses but um when you're trying to get a hold of your your wife or spouse and you call them and they don't answer because to me my mind just goes to well she's been kidnapped like the mafia is holding her for ransom (laughs) I'll i'll never see her again you do like the call once or twice, and they just don't answer, and you're just like, "Well, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to organize the search party." She's gone. So that uh yep that that hits me every single time because I'll call like twice, and then I'll get like a text or something where it's like, "Hang on, I'm on the phone," or like, "Honey, I'm fine, I'm safe." And I'm like, "Okay, I was just checking. I'm just trying to keep you just you know just yeah. looking out for you." So, yeah,
1: you're alive. Okay, good. We're good. Yeah.
0: So that was a big one, and then the only other one was not not specifically because I didn't want to say like darkness or like intruders breaking in because obviously that's oh, a rational yeah. that's a rational fear but for me like if you're if you're if you're home alone or not and you're just like your house making house noises that immediately yeah, I i'm like that. intruder grab the bat like they're coming in so that, that i didn't want to go with that one because i feel like i went with too many other like actual scary stuff but uh just just you know or your refrigerator kicks on and you're just like well this is how it ends so that's all yeah,
1: I got. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's it, walking through your house when it's pitch black.
0: That, yeah. Oh, going up the stairs after you turn the light switch off. Oh, oh
1: yeah. Oh, man, that darkness oh, is gotta, going to get your ass. I kind of
0: outrun the monster's hand catching me. Oh, man. 100%. Oh, well, those are amazing. I want to hear other people's actual irrational fears and stuff like that. So uh, let us know if you have any thoughts. Um, next week, well, I shouldn't say next week. For those of you that are listening, we are going to be off next week. And then we're going to be back on basically our last like pre-super bowl episode so um two weeks topic from now we're going to do fictional characters that we grew up with like in the 90s or 2000s just like ones that you had a crush on as a kid growing up so you know you were if you're picking guys or girls or whatever you want to do but just ones that you were just like oh they had no right making this cartoon attractive what are they doing so um we'll see how that one ends up but uh that'll that'll bring us to a close here so we'll we'll continue to kind of tell you guys how the divisional and conference rounds shook up in our next episode, we'll do our super bowl kind of breakdown here and do some more dynasty stuff. And then we'll, we'll start, start going into our kind of more limited monthly things just because post super bowl, there's not as much to talk about. So uh, stay tuned with those. We'll try to bring some more like fun interactions and games and stuff in the off season. Um, appreciate you guys listening thus far. I know we went longer than normal, but uh, thank you guys for whoever's checking us out. Um, yeah. Tyler, anything you want to send us off with stuff?
1: No, I should probably uh, probably cut it short because uh, yeah, this was this was a fun one again. Like you said the dynasty stuff will get less and less here as there's less and less to talk about as we get essentially after the super bowl before the off season before nfl draft and whatnot so i'd love to keep saying that we'll keep these short but uh, jack and i like to talk and it's uh, about the only time we really get to chat ourselves kind of during mm-hmm. the week um so, so it's a lot of fun so i appreciate you guys listening hopefully you guys have fun with the drafts and things like that and then uh, make you maybe break it up into two listen to the nfl part in the morning and then uh, and then the draft later if you want but i uh, no, appreciate the listen as always it's uh, it's always a good time
0: for two easy shipment payments of 1995 apiece, you can have our entire <laughs> full episode. Yeah, that'll That's right. do it, everyone. Um, good luck in your your playoff <laughs> predictions. Hopefully, if your team's still alive, they do well. Um, our teams are not, so we're angry about everything. So, thanks for sticking with us thus far. We'll bring you more stuff in the off season, and we look forward to um, breaking down some dynasty and off season stuff. Good night, everybody.
1: Peace out, Pod Squad.